welcome to episode 35 of the Evil and Eerie podcast. If you're watching me on YouTube, uh, it's going to look like I'm looking off to the side again. That's just because I have to tilt my phone really weird. My phone tripod is the worst in existence. It's what happens when you don't have uh, enough money to buy proper equipment. <laughs> but I hope you guys are doing well. It is Wednesday the 25th. I cannot believe there is only a week left in August. Where the hell did the time go? How did the summer go by that quickly? I know I mentioned this in the last couple of episodes, but how on earth is the summer already over? This summer, compared to last year, just flew by. And it's probably because of the, you know, the pandemic, I guess, that made everything drag. But this year, it really, it really, really flew. It honestly feels like yesterday was May 1st, and now we're about to hit September 1st. Crazy, crazy. I hope your last week of summer is going well. My last week uh, is going, uh, is going swimmingly. Uh, uh, work this week, we actually, my boss is on vacation, and Community Access Television Centers have to do a week uh, furlough, which means that we are not allowed to uh, put any hours in for a week. It's how the stations, I guess, stay open throughout the year. They don't record any um, any payroll for a week, zero expense. So I have the week off, and it is wonderful. Great way to end the summer. I think it's a very strategically placed furlough week. So, very glad to be doing nothing until uh, Monday. <laughs> and then uh, work actually becomes remote for me. Uh, they are, a lot of meetings are happening that are going to be online that I'm going to be moderating. So, I'm really looking forward to being able to um, not have to go <laughs> uh, 25 minutes out of my way. Um every day which is going to be nice uh they are still going to be filming sports and uh other events like that which is going to be a lot of fun to do but uh for the most part i'll be moderating meetings from home and working just generally from home so i'm very excited for that uh is anybody else working remote a, lo a lot of jobs are actually going remote um because we're not just going remote because fall is coming up we're going remote because of um COVID, actually, which I found really interesting. Is anybody else doing that? Um, starting to transition into a, more of a remote thing? Let me know in the comments. Anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. And uh, like I said, it is Wednesday. Oh, Lord. Here come the, the group messages. <laughs> uh, it's what happens when I don't mute my... What is it? Group me? Is that the when I don't mute my like group me? Because I, I was put into so many group me chats over the past, like for classes and for, you know, just like other other groups. And uh, despite the fact that I'm not in school anymore, those chats are miraculously still happening. Granted, it was a bunch of underclassmen. So that I was in the class with. Um, which was weird because it was an advanced class. But anyway, Hopefully they will have a good school year. And if you are going back to school, whether you're um, an undergrad 
uh, grad student or beyond or under if you're, you know, if you're listening and you're, you know, going into one of your high school years, I hope that you have a good school year. I know a lot of schools are starting a little bit later this year, at least around my neck of the woods. Uh, they are starting, I believe, after Labor Day. I think most schools start before or something like that. I know a lot of colleges are starting this week. They're starting super early. Um, normally, they would they would start next week, the 30th, 31st, around that time. But I know some people that are starting today. It is the uh, 24th when I'm recording this. So the 25th when you listen to this, but 24th as I'm recording this. And I know people that started yesterday, which is nuts. Hopefully, they get out a little bit earlier. But anyway... If you're listening right now, uh, today we have more Connecticut ghost stories and legends. I'm just, I'm going to do uh, today's episode and Friday's uh, are going to be on two more scary locations. And I am recording alone today and uh, Friday is going to be a solo episode as well. Like I said, I'm sorry. Things just got a lot of thing. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Things just got a little crazy with uh, the shoot that me and Megan were a part of the the short film we got rained out Sunday the hurricane came it was not nearly as bad as they thought it was going to be so the hurricane came we they ended up canceling day two of the shoot Saturday we did not get as much done as we thought we were going to so I've got to go back Thursday Megan will not be there she <laughs> um has a full nine to five so we're going to miss her there, but uh, I am going to hopefully see Megan this weekend. So uh, if I do, we are definitely going to buckle down and shoot some episodes and hopefully, you know, by next week, I uh, I will be back to the me and another co-host because it's always more fun having somebody else here, but uh, that is what to expect. And like I said, please uh, rate, review, download, like, subscribe. We have a YouTube channel and uh, follow us on all of our socials at Evil and Eerie Podcast or at Evil Eerie Podcast, depending on the site. So just uh, look us up under one of those and you will find us. We're very active on Instagram and we are going to become very active on, we're more active, sorry, not that we haven't been, but more active on YouTube as well. And at some point, I am going to transition into my other podcast idea, which is going to be more free range. That's probably going to come in September-ish. I had to push it back a lot. Um, hopefully, I can get professional equipment for that, and it'll be a lot more fun. I think I'm going to make a separate separate YouTube channel, separate um, socials for that as well. So please stay tuned for that. And I have some sort of an announcement that I'll make on Friday's episode. So, because I've I've talked to your ear off for seven and a half minutes, and it's time to jump into the old homespun farm. <laughs> so, uh, this is actually the first time I'm looking at this, and the table of contents, I believe, says where everything... Nope, it doesn't. Okay, so we're going to find out as we read. So, I don't know where this is. All I know is it's in Connecticut. So, the old 
Homespun Farm from Connecticut Ghost Stories and Legends. Once again, shout out to Thomas D. Agostino and Arlene Nicholson. <coughs> I had to clear my throat. Something was in there. The old-fashioned charm of the homespun farm has transported its guests back to a time when things were just a little bit hectic. The wonderful gardens and antique decor play on the scene, the senses, <laughs> I almost said scenes, on the senses in the most pleasing manner. Candlelight breakfasts await the hungry guests, and every room is equipped with a fireplace and full private bath for a serene stay. Ron and Kate Bauer have taken great care in preserving the historical integrity of the bed and breakfast, so much so that a few of the original family members still make it their interminable home. That's interesting. I was like, upon reading that, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> the homespun, like, you can go, you know, have candlelit breakfasts on this farm. Well, I thought it was, candlelight breakfasts is a little, like, what time are they having breakfast? Like, five o'clock in the morning? I've never heard of a candlelight breakfast. Why would you need a candle at breakfast time? Unless it's a really shitty day out, but uh, candlelight dinners, you know, I've heard of, but and I was just like, wait, this is a haunted? Because I was reading, you know, fireplace, private bath. It sounds like, you know, a luxurious place here. But uh, bed and breakfast. And bed and breakfasts. Oh, my God, we could do a whole episode on haunted bed and breakfasts. I'm sure they're all haunted to an extent. That just brings me back to the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast. <laughs> the Borden House one. Which I can't believe was, you know, the first episode. And that was... Almost three months ago now. We taped it about three months ago. It didn't air until about the 7th of June, something like that. But it just brings me back to that. Um, speaking of which, Luca will be back soon. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm going to be seeing a lot of her. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who have missed Luca, probably not that many of you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding if you're listening to this. She's probably not, though. Um, for those of you who have missed Luca, she will be back. Um, I'll elaborate on that more in the next episode. But she, uh, cause she's been to the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast and she said it was a little bit spooky there. She said it was a little bit spooky. Okay, moving on. The farm was purchased in 1740 by Simon Brewster, a great, great grandson of William Brewster, who arrived in the new world in 1620 on the Mayflower. For more than 200 years, the Brewster family ran this historic property as a dairy and or orchard. Is it orchard or orchid? I can never know. Are, are those two different things? I Orchard, right? Or orchid? Uh, is it pronounced orchid? What the hell is pronounced orchid? I'm like, all right, so it's orchard, but like, is that when you would say orchid? Or are they two different things? I don't know. Establishment. From the handcrafted beds to the hand-honed beams... What is now Homespun Farm Bed and Breakfast warms you with the spirit of the men and women who worked the farm over the centuries. Members of the Brewster family are buried in the Pachog Cemetery up the road from the farm. Some are also buried near the property along Palmer Road. I still don't know where this is, and it's going to be interesting when I, when I do find out where exactly this is. But we've got... I'm hearing things. It might be my dog. Or it could be a ghost. Who knows? I doubt they'd come out. It's it's noon. I, I don't think they're going to bother me right now. But who knows? Anyway, it could be the people from the Mayflower. I don't know. But it's like those pilgrim ghosts are... I, I've seen a lot of documentaries on 
I almost said investigation discovery, but that was not it. The History Channel, maybe, or Annie, one of those two. What are the ones that have all those like paranormal like documentaries? I think it might have been the History Channel or Annie. I don't know, but anyway, I've seen a lot of documentaries about people that have seen ghosts that were around during the time of the pilgrimages over and they are just they're some of the scary ones and it just i mean i i reference american horror story a lot on this show and i i used to be a very big fan of american horror story in the recent years i have not been um they coming back next month so and of course i'm gonna watch it but you know i just i haven't been able to get into the last couple of seasons but i actually Unpopular opinion for those American Horror Story fans out there. I loved Roanoke. I thought Roanoke was genius. Um, and that was based off of the, the Lost Colony. And that is a creepy story. And I think that I'm going to suggest that for uh, one of the next episodes, whoever I do it with. Uh, the Lost Colony of Roanoke, which was, I, um, I want to say, because there's a Roanoke, Virginia, but I think this was North Carolina that this happened in. Um, an entire colony of people basically went missing without a trace. And it is just such a, like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Like, it's such a creepy story. Uh, American Horror Story Roanoke does it a lot of justice. I thought it was a really, really, really well-made season. If you're not into American Horror Story, uh, definitely check that out. Watch them in order, though. Don't watch the seasons out of order, because they do kind of, they connect. They're different, but they connect. So watch them in order. And the first five seasons, I lied. The first four seasons are great. Season five, we're not going to talk about. But then season six is Roanoke. It's very good. Um, definitely give that a listen to. Uh, a listen to or a watch. <laughs> not just a listen to. You're going to want to watch it too. I don't know what I'm saying today. I'm so used to saying give it a listen because it's, we're a podcast. So you could listen or watch. But you're going to want to listen and watch for uh, American Horror Story. So... It's a really good season. It's like kind of like made in like a documentary format, but then it switches, but it's it's documentary format and like a your your conventional like horror TV show. It's really good. If you are an American Horror Story fan and you have kind of brushed it off and you haven't seen it, definitely go back and watch it cuz it's 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 really good. I think it's an underrated season. I think it's a very a very well-written season. And I I would love for more them to do more seasons like that. Uh, they probably won't. They they kind of like to do like different, real, drastically different things every season. But if they ever made like connections to it or allusions to it or whatever, if they even like revisited it, I would not complain. But that's a really creepy story. So my point being is that the all those like old colonist ghosts like that are like. At this point, 400 years dead. Creepy. Creepy. It's like the origins, when you think about the origins of this country and of the 13 colonies, it's like, wow. Like, it's hard to imagine life back then, which kind of makes it even creepier. So, in Connecticut, as most of you probably know, is one of the original um, 13 colonies. I believe we were the fifth. I believe Connecticut was number five, the fifth state established. I know number one was Delaware. Pennsylvania is one of the first five, and then I know Connecticut is um, was the fifth state. 
So, Kate bought the house in 1996 and soon turned it into a bed and breakfast, but there were some permanent tenants that would begin to surface. Both Ron and Kate have seen the apparition of a man standing in the orchard out back, I'm pretty sure it's orchard, and mulling around the blueberry patch near the house. They were not sure who the mysterious specter was until two Brewster sisters came to stay at the house. They were in town visiting their mother's grave, and wait a minute, I'm confused. We're just going to keep reading. <laughs> They're visiting their mother's grave and decided to spend the night at their former residence. Kate began telling the sisters about the ghost of a man in work clothes that is still tending the farm. She related that they had witnessed him on several occasions. Why did I say that word weird occasions? One of the women went to the car and came back with a photo album. She beckoned Kate to peruse the books as she might gain some insight on the history of the house. Kate turned a page and staring her in the face was a picture of the man that haunts the home. It was none other than Simon Brewster. On the next page was Simon's father, who bore a striking resemblance to the ghost as well. Neither Kate nor Ron can be sure which Brewster actually haunts the home. Perhaps it is both. They are sure of one thing. The Brewster family, although buried in the nearby Pachog Cemetery, have never left the homespun house. And so they're saying the homespun farm is in uh, Griswold, which I didn't even know was a part of Connecticut, and uh, still tenants in the still tenants members of the Brewster family long after their tenure on Earth. So I'll try and show a picture. I don't know how clear this is going to be. It looks like a regular house. Like it looks like something you'd find in like a cul-de-sac. It does not look like uh, any sort of farm by any means. Definitely looks like something that would be haunted though, and um, looks like a decent bed and breakfast spot. So this is a relatively new bed and breakfast. So I don't know, maybe the ghosts aren't happy that it's being turned into a bed and breakfast for other guests to come uh, hang out in. And I, I paused during that because I was confused because it said the Brewster sisters. And I was like, wait, the Bru like the daughters that were like around in the 1600s, they came to stay at the house. Like, so I was thinking like Ron and Kate are seeing this ghost but they're not at all freaked out by the two ghosts, the ghosts of the two sisters that are coming. And they're like, like saying like, who is this man, you know, in the blueberry fields, you know, asking two ghosts. But I guess the, uh, the, these Brewster sisters are, um, are kin way down the line. So they, uh, th that has to be their like great, 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 you know, grandfather, like, like, I don't even know how many, maybe at least like maybe 10 generations up or something like that, which is insane. And why, I mean, I don't know. Did they, they had pictures in the 1700s? I didn't know that. Um, I thought photography came out in the 1800s. I don't know. That's just, I don't know. I'm probably going to sound stupid. I thought photography came out in the 1800s. I didn't think it came out in the 1700s. How would they have a picture of the guy or his father? Oh, Lord. I don't know. I don't know. This story just doesn't make sense to me, but I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just because it's early and I'm... <sighs> and I don't know what Griswold is. I didn't even know it was in Connecticut. It could be a village because Connecticut has a lot of villages. Speaking of which, I didn't know that villages, like... I was, like, researching villages just generally because I, I was like, oh, wait, because there's a village near me 
that I was like, I thought it was like a town, but on the list, it wasn't recognized in the list of towns. So I was like, wait, what the hell is this? Uh, and so I looked it up and it said village. I was like, oh, because I guess villages are like part of cities or towns or whatever. So I don't know. There are a lot of villages. Uh, it It's such a strange concept, but I don't want to take too much time thinking about it because I'm just going to confuse myself more. So the whole Bauer family has heard footsteps going up at the back stairs and down the front stairs. They have deduced that it might be Mrs. Brewster still rambling through the household. There are three guest rooms, the cherry room, the orchard room, and the sunset room. A guest took a photo in the cherry room, which used to be Mrs. Brewster's bedroom, and captured a white misty light that might just be the revenant of the former matriarch of the house. Ghosts like to make appearances in cameras sometimes. What's that whole thing? Like if you're, if you're like, if you take a picture of a ghost, wasn't there like something about like, if you take a picture of a ghost, like your picture won't come out right? I don't know. But so we have a bunch of the members of the family haunting this house. We've got Simon, his father, I'm assuming his wife, either his wife or his mother. But, um, or both, you know, maybe his mother and his wife are haunting. Maybe everyone's here. And I don't trust these two Brewster sisters. I think they're ghosts too. <laughs> I think they're ghosts too. So uh, we have another picture of the orchard. This is where Simon has been seen wandering. So I know, sorry if it's not the clearest image, but that's a, that's a big field. Imagine running in that, that'd be fun. And it looks like there's someone standing out there. Um, I don't know if it's a person or a ghost or an inanimate object, but I'm gonna have Michelle post this maybe. It's like right there, like that's not, Part of the, what the hell? All these noises go off when I'm in the basement. It's the pool pump outside. Um, that's not a part of a tree. That looks like a person. That's definitely not a part of a tree. That's weird. Maybe they caught him on there. Another strange occurrence relates to a number of old fashioned bobby pins that Kate found around the house, particularly near the back stairs. Kate was a perfectionist in her quest to keep the homespun clean for visitors. There's no way I could miss these pins in the middle of the floor while vacuuming, she said. She put the pins in a glass case in the kitchen that showcases the many other artifacts of historical value found about the property. While she was telling this strange tale to someone else, she opened the case to show her guest the bobby pins, and they were gone. Everything else was where it should be, except for the pins. She emptied all the shelves, yet not a single pin could be found. So missing bobby pins, I mean, that's like, a lot of these stories are, a lot of these things, especially when I'm with Megan, we're like, all right, well, there's got to be another explanation for that. Because, you know, we're both skeptical. We're both very realistic people. Um, we're also both spiritual people, you know, we're both religious, uh, but we're also very skeptical. Um... <laughs> But I don't know how you could explain having bobby pins and then not having them. I, I definitely think that Mrs. Brewster is uh, fiddling around with them. We're bringing fiddling back, everybody. <laughs> Remember that? Kate's aunt was convalescing at the homespun with aid from a hospice nurse. One day, the nurse just happened to mention that she used to care for Mrs. Brewster when the elderly woman still lived in the house. When the nurse was done with her duties... Kate asked if Mrs. Brewster had long hair that she had to pin up. You don't know, said the nurse. It took me 
three hours to do her hair. That's how long it was. You can't imagine how many bobby pins I had to put in her hair to hold it up. Kate later found out that Mrs. Brewster had passed away shortly before her guest and inquired about the pins. Kate figured that perhaps Mrs. Brewster came back to claim her bobby pins. All right, so apparently Mrs. Brewster is, ni is si neither Simon's aunt nor wife because she only passed away, you know, not too long ago. Um, so I'm, so I guess the ghosts, uh, there are ghosts from every decade. And essentially, <laughs> I'm just like, I really needed to do a proper, uh, a more thorough kind of timeline of all these ghosts. But apparently, we've got 1740s ghosts, Simon and his father, who apparently were photographed. But at this point, I don't know. Maybe there were more Simons in the family that got photographed and stuff like that. And I, now we've got, we're finding out Mrs. Brewster was, you know, you know, walking the earth recently. So we've got a lot of ghosts. Um, every, you know, one ghost from every decade. It truly is the murder house. Poor, uh, poor Kate. Those poor owners, you know. So we do have another picture of Mrs. Brewster's former room. And uh, this captured a ghost on film. I'm assuming that spec is the ghost. Um, this looks like a very old-timey room. It doesn't look like anything anybody would live in modernly. Then again, she was, uh, an elderly woman. But I don't know, I... I know that the speck is hard to see, but that's, like, that's not, like, a decoration or anything. That almost looks like that could be the, the spirit. But, I don't know. So, at present, this is interesting, the homespun is closed for guests. But it can be assured that Mr. Brewster still watches over the owners as they tend the blueberry bushes or while they work in the orchard. He's by no means harmful, just very attached to the place he loved in life. The Bauer family has kept the homespun charm at the home. The, brew <laughs> the uh, brewer, that's not correct. They made a typo in this book. Get with it, Agostino and Nicholson. The Brewster clan knew in life so it can be assured that they must be elated in the afterlife as well. The farm is presently for sale. No further information is available as of this writing. So I'm going to have to do an update because I know this book came out in 2011, so uh, 10 years ago, uh, which is interesting. We uh, Interesting timing, a decade ago. I'll have to see if it's still for sale and if it's still closed to the public. And... I'd like to know why it was close to the public. You know, if these, it doesn't sound like the ghosts in this one are, are that terrifying or like, you know, the experiences associated with them are that daunting that they would have to close down or anything like that. So I'm interested to, uh, to know why they stopped letting people go there. Maybe the owners were just getting too freaked out by the ghosts from every single decade coming back and haunting the damn place. But I, would also, and I mean, I don't know, maybe, you know, they, they probably sold it super quick. People love buying haunted houses. They really do. For a lot of people, it's honestly a turn on. And, um, it, it probably would be for me too, but <laughs> so they, they, pro they got out of there. I'd like to know, uh, what the new owners would have to say. I wish I could interview them, but I'm too nervous to go out and find people that <laughs> they'd probably be like, creeped out and all that but um now i'm just rambling 
But so that's like I said in Griswold. I'm gonna have to do uh, some research on Griswold because the next story, which is going to be on Friday, is also in Griswold. So apparently Griswold is uh, the place to be for hauntings in Connecticut. So I'm telling myself I'm going to do research on Griswold before the next taping, which is going to be in just a few short minutes. Am I going to? Let's hope so. I, I'm feeling good. I usually am like, I'm going to research. My dog is walking upstairs and it scared me for a second. My heart skipped a beat. Um, I always tell myself I'm going to do research. I always end up not doing it, but let me actually get on that so I can um, tell you more about where we are in Connecticut. But anyway, uh, this has been a, a fun Wednesday. Hopefully the middle of your week is going well. Hopefully the weather, wherever you are, is cooperating for this last week of August. And uh, let's all just pray for a, a beautiful autumn. A beautiful, uh, although most of September is still summer, so. Let's, like Megan said in one of the previous episodes, and I completely agree with her, fall starts in September. Even though it doesn't, it starts in, because you're just in that mentality of school, you're in the mentality of the leaves falling, and just like September is just like, you think fall, and then... October, it's Halloween. We've got one more month. One more, well, I mean two, since Halloween's the last day of October. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like, and this will be my closing thought. It's like every month is like just the entire month. You just think of like one thing. Like, I, I don't know. Like, tell me if I'm wrong about this. Like January, you're just like new year. Like it's the new year. February, you're just like, it's cold. It's cold. I mean, if you're a New Englander, if you're not, then you're probably thinking like Valentine's Day or just nothing. To me, I'm sorry. February is just like an ugh month. Like February to me is the most dull month there is. Sorry if you're a February baby, but to me, February is just like nothing. If I could get rid of a month, it would be February. March, you're, you're thinking like spring-ish, April, if you're religious, maybe Easter, maybe even though it doesn't always fall in April. Um, I don't even think of it. I think of rain, rain. May to me, my birthday's in May, so I just, I just think birthday. That's just, and that's gonna be for everybody with you know their, their birth month. But since my birthday is in May, I just think birthday. June, you just think summer. July, Fourth of July. August is another one where you're just like summer, hot weather. September is like school, fall. October, you're thinking Halloween. November, Thanksgiving, and uh, December, Christmas. So I, 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 that's what I do. I feel like everybody else does it too. It can't just be me. Can't just be me. But anyway, thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for Friday's episode, which I will be recording now. <laughs> Take care.